0: Come with me, and you'll be in a world of... Cinematic Adventures.
1: Hello, welcome back to Cinematic Adventures. Today, I am talking with Kevin the Critic, and we are talking Iron Man 3. Hey, Kevin. Hi. So, it's not going to be like a debate, we're just going to discuss it. So, your position on Iron Man 3 is, at least from a tweet that I read, that Iron Man 3 is one of the best films in the MCU?
0: I would say that, yes.
1: Okay, so my position on Iron Man 3 is it's one of, if not the worst film in the MCU. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so the battle lines are clearly drawn.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You're the guest, so I'm going to let you go first. What do you? Why do you think it's one of the best films in the MCU?
0: Okay, so um, first, I think Iron Man 3 is one of the best in the MCU because it understands that... People don't. Most people go to superhero. They keep coming back to superhero stories, universes, comics, whatever, for the people inside the costume more than the action itself. And so I appreciate how this one really emphasizes that it's the man inside the suit that's the hero, and not just his not just his gadgets. I also like how the tone is considerably darker than the previous two. In the previous A- MCU entries up to that point, that it humanizes Tony Stark by you know giving him PTSD from the events in the Avengers. And this is and this is my most controversial thing, probably. I think that the Mandarin twist works really well in it in the movie's favor.
1: Okay. Anything else?
0: I mean, I guess is for like open. I and mean, answer like opening arguments, no. But we'll see. We'll see how
1: it go. All right. Um, so we'll start with it humanizes him by giving him PTSD. Okay. I would say that this movie, it's really, it doesn't show us anything about Tony that we didn't already know from his previous iterations in the MCU. Um, it just furthered him being an asshole, which is what we kind of got a little bit of in Iron Man, and a, the taste of an Iron Man too, but this movie is just like, nope, he's just an asshole. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, and- I'm not. I'm not. Dis- I'm not going to disagree with that. He, they, they, he's not painted in a very favorable light, especially at the, especially at the start of it. They kind of remind you like, oh yeah, he used to be a giant. He used to be like a giant jerkwad.
1: Yeah, but it's not used to be because he is throughout the film. Uh, like everything yeah. he says to the kid. He's just a total dick to him like and he leaves him in the street.
0: Yeah, he doesn't the, even drive
1: the, the kid home.
0: Yeah, the the whole thing of I am mixed on the the his relationship with the kid. I'm I have mixed thoughts on. I think that I think part of the reason why he acts that way is because it's Shane Black who's the writer and director is trying to subvert our expectations of what a typical, you know, hard ass guy who Comes into contact with a kid and how that relationship normally goes, where the kid will melt the guy's heart. And this movie is like, nope, he, he's he doesn't get charmed by the kid. He just keeps treating him badly.
1: So basically, you're saying Shane Black is the MCU's Ryan Johnson.
0: You know what? That is so funny that you said that because last time I was watching it I like, oh my god, this is exactly like the Last Jedi stuff that happened where you had this guy come mm-hmm. in there who mm-hmm. has a very distinctive style who mm-hmm. has like a very distinctive style and way of doing things. He likes to subvert expectations a
1: cannon. lot. breaks canon. Yeah.
0: And a lot, some fans really enjoyed it. Some fans did not. I've heard arguments on, you know, I've heard arguments verbose but yeah this is i would say, say this is definitely the mcu's last jedi
1: <laughs> yes
0: more than any other film in the entire series this is the one that i think i've seen the most people be really mad over
1: for me it's between this and age of ultron but oh. <laughs> the thing the issue i have with both of them is that they break canon there mm-hmm. are so many things that happen in this movie that we were previously told either couldn't happen Mm -hmm. or things that don't happen that should have happened. Like for a perfect example, let's start from the top. Where the hell is shield? The last movie, the last iron man movie Mm -hmm. shield was up his ass. Literally Colson was like, I've been instructed to stand here and watch you. And if you move, I'm going to take you and leave you drooling on the floor. Yeah. And now there's suddenly no such thing as shield that doesn't exist. Fuck off!
0: Like it's yeah, I, I, you know the defense I can give for that is that at that point in at that point in time, the Agents of Shield TV show was supposed to be linked with the movies, and they have an episode of Agents of Shield in the first season where they're actually dealing with the extremis virus thing so what episode I,
1: was that oh that uh, wasn't extremis uh, that was the centipede that's two separate oh things. wasn't
0: okay i okay i could have swore that they had an episode in the first season where they were dealing with extremis or they said something was similar to extremis it was
1: centipede they thought it was okay extremis, but it was
0: okay right i mean yeah i think that it is kind of I think it is a little bit odd that SHIELD is not involved with this.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It, yeah, Especially since timeline well, yes, wise. I'll g- yes, I'll give you that.
1: Yeah. Timeline wise, because like I was waiting for you to pull out the like, oh, SHIELD was being destroyed in Captain America. Yeah, no, no, no. That didn't yeah, happen then, yet. Oh, that
0: yeah, doesn't yeah. happen until later. Yeah. No. Um, so speaking
1: I, of Captain America, where the hell is he <laughs> when the vice president and the president are being threatened? You mean to tell me a terrorist is going to come on TV and Captain America is going to be like, I'm going to sit this one out.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> it It is. It is a little bit like, I, this is the first movie in the MCU where people started asking the, you know, it's a legitimate question. Why don't you, why doesn't hero X just call the other Avengers for help? And Well, in this
1: particular case, Tony wouldn't even have to call him because if the president of the United States is being threatened by a terrorist, because remember, in the movie, the Ten Rings takes over all TV screens. Captain Mm. America didn't see that. He's still part of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: (laughs) He's not going to be
1: on the case. How come S.H.I.E.L.D. uh... didn't shut down every single location that blew up? Because remember in the first Iron Man, Mm -hmm. as soon as something weird happens, S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up and locks it down. It also happens later in Thor. Thor. Which is like the next movie. <laughs> the next yeah, movie she- Shield's like, oh, something's weird's going on. We gotta show up. So how is it that all these weird explosions keep happening, but Shield is nowhere near it?
0: Yeah, I I, I do have to I do have to give you that, where it's like I, I and I was kind of wondering that like why did they not at least do like a throwaway line of dialogue as to why another hero didn't show up? I imagine the thinking they had was, well, the reason we can't have another hero show up is because this is a movie about Iron Man. So then they should have
1: rethought the plot
0: or at least figured out a way to write out, to like, get out of that hole of why hasn't why didn't another hero at least attempt something?
1: Exactly. Cause that to me, that's a pretty large in-universe plot hole. Like, yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. would have been all over it. S.H.I.E.L.D. is all through all of these movies. Even Captain Marvel, we've got S.H.I.E.L.D. presence. But for some reason, S.H.I.E.L.D. just disappears in the one movie that they would have had the most influence in. So I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Especially when he goes on TV and he announces his address.
0: Yeah, the, the Nick the Fury TV. should have
1: been, like, up his ass immediately. Yeah, like, the, why the, the hell the did TV, you be
0: that? That TV address that he does, I think that it it makes sense emotionally for him to do that because he's like he's freaking out about happy being in the hospital and all Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but it is strange that shield doesn't like knock on his door and say hey why did you give basically everyone in the entire world your home address and then thankfully the movie shows why giving everyone in the world your home address is a bad idea
1: um speaking of (laughs) moving right along to the next point (laughs) He gives his home address to terrorists, right? Yeah. Why does he give them first of all cuz he's a, he's a billionaire, right? So he has multiple yeah. homes. Why mm-hmm. does he give them the most vulnerable address? He could have given them the address of, of of Avengers Tower which is well protected from all angles. But no, he gives them the address of the house that is vulnerable to the sea from oncoming attack and he does nothing he even there's even a throwaway line when he's like i gave out my address to terrorists we're supposed to be on lockdown yeah why did he have pepper living in the place that he was giving away his address of because he the whole mm. line earlier was everything i do is just to protect you so you give terrorists our address yeah
0: i did i did notice that i did yeah i think that my defense for that is that again he's in a like He's in an emotionally volatile state when he's making that speech. And so he's not thinking. So he's probably not thinking clearly. But again,
1: remember, this guy's a billionaire. It's not like you and I, where it's like we have one place we live. He has multiple places that he lives, all of which are probably more secure to an incoming threat then the malibu house facing the ocean
0: and he pro- his thought process is probably like i've got a bunch of cool suits in the basement if he shows up at all i can just put one of them on and blast him away that's oh, very much now- in fitting. that's fitting in with his you know his ego is the size of mars he thinks he can take on anybody
1: You're playing right into my trap, by the way. So, speaking of all those suits, (laughs) that's that's another point. Remember the house party protocol? Why blue perfect hell? Did he not use that when the terrorists showed up? That should have been the automatic defense. But instead, he has them do that at the very end. That makes no sense. The house is already blown up by then. That should have been the house's protection.
0: Yeah, the entire... But believe it or not, I actually do have an issue with the house party protocol. Like not only that, but like my defense of that is weak. Like the reason he doesn't use the house party protocol at the start is because if he did, the movie would be over. And that's, literally the yeah, defense, <laughs> that's really the only defense that's the only defense I can cover. Like like that's the only defense I have. But right,
1: like, which means the writers aren't
0: thinking when, when he, they did that. When he does the House party protocol at the end and he decides to blow all of the suits up and throw his like his whatever the thing the arc, arc in his reactor. chest away. The, yeah. the arc reactor away. I was sitting there thinking, wait, didn't you establish a few movies ago that you had to have that thing in your chest? Or I don't now you're making my your, points
1: for me. <laughs> well no, well no,
0: well no. I'm just saying like that was some, exactly. that was one point like at the end when he said they remove that, I was like that's one point where I was like, okay, yeah, that's that. That's canon breaking because the yes, previous that the previous yeah, that. three movies
1: we established, he can't take that out of his chest. And now, yes. simple procedure and it's done. And he's fine.
0: Yeah, I will not. That is the, that probably meant anything for me. Like, I can forgive the lack of Avengers. I can forgive a ton of stuff. But yeah, the thing of him giving away, him like throwing all of his stuff away and blowing it up. It's like if that was like the final MCU movie or at least the final Iron Man one, I think it would be fine. But it's, exactly. if not, I think that that might be. And I and it's weird how the other movies go out of their way not to reference this one ever.
1: Yeah, because like in, um, in Age of Ultron, which is the next time we see Tony, yeah. if you pay attention, after he steps out of the suit, he still has the arc reactor in his chest.
0: Yeah, I noticed that in the theater when I saw in 2015. I was like, wait, didn't you get rid of that? Exactly. Um, and there
1: are other movies where he has the arc reactor sitting there. Yeah. And in Infinity War, he explains it away by like, oh, it's just something, it's like a crutch. But this whole, at the end of this movie, he threw away the arc reactor. So why go through that if you're going to build nan- yeah, a nano it, crutch? Like, it yeah. doesn't make sense. They could have just yeah. they could have just not done that, and everything would have been fine. It could nothing would have changed. Yes. That also is another reason why I don't like this movie, because mm. or why I say it's the worst in the MCU. Not necessarily why I don't like it, but why I say it's the mm. worst in the MCU. Because of all the twenty two movies in the MCU, is it twenty two
0: or twenty four at this point? Or, I, fr- well, I no, forgot Black, which
1: number. One. Black Widow hasn't come out yet.
0: Um, okay, yeah.
1: So um, I think Far From Home is twenty three, but I tend
0: to stop it in game. I, I think. Oh yeah, I, I, for me, I think Endgame should have been the last one. I thought that. Like, I saw Far From Home and I liked it, but it was kind of like okay. I mean, it was it was a good action movie. Yeah. But they don't. I mean, I I'm happy where that one leaves Spider Man. Like, finally a good status quo change. But
1: yeah,
0: it, it was the first one that I can't, and I think that it. I think it's hilarious. Like, unintentionally, like, one of the first lines of dialogue in that movie is Jake Hall staring at the audience and telling them, you don't want any part of this. <laughs> like, never, ever, ever have a character say that directly to the camera. Never, <laughs> ever, ever tell the audience that. Because I was sitting there in the theater with my sister, and we looked at each other like, that's going to come back to bite them in the butt if this sucks. <laughs> uh, I
1: liked Far From Home, but I oh feel, No, I, I, no I, I did too. I feel like the first, like... Endgame ends the, the um, what do they call it, the Infinity the, the, Gem saga? or infinity the, the, saga?
0: Infinity, the Infinity Saga is what they call
1: yeah. it. So in the Infinity Saga, where you mm-hmm. have 22 films, right? Yeah. Iron Man 3 is the one film that you do not have to watch at all, and you uh, will not be lost. It will not, you won't forget anything you won't be missing anything. You won't be like, well, how did that or why is that? Literally the only question you'll have is at the very end of Endgame for Tony's funeral when people are like, who's that kid? That's literally <laughs> the only thing. Like, who's that one guy? I mean, like, that's it.
0: Yeah, so I. W- so yeah, I will concede. In terms of the larger universe, this does not really, th- this is definitely the black sheep. I think it's an Iron Man movie on its own terms, though. Like, in terms of, you know, the Iron Man trilogy, I think it works really well on that level because it's about Tony Stark realizing that his past indiscretions are coming back, to, are like finally coming back to haunt him. The decisions that he made before, you know, he got, before he got trapped in the cave and became Iron Man are, you know, they have consequences for him now yeah he he
1: also learns that lesson in age of ultron so again you could throw this movie away and his arc stays the same i mean
0: yeah again i think that i think this movie is more screwed over by the movies that came after it than the movie (laughs) itself
1: you know what i will say this okay if there was no such thing as the full mcu if Mm -hmm. if iron man ended here if you never saw Iron Man again, there was no such thing as Thanos. Like, the Avengers was over. This is it. There are no more you know, no more movies with Iron Man in it. This is definitely an ending to it. Is it satisfying? No. But it's an ending. <laughs> so oh. It's definitely <laughs> I mean, a finale. Because yeah, it does, it, like, the end, he throws away the arc, and you're like, okay, there we go. Iron Man's I mean, done.
0: I mean, I do think that it, I like the fact that it, does focus more on like him trying to like not trying him having to get out of sticky situations like mostly by himself and not with the help of his suits. Like he's becoming he's become obsessed with making these suits and protecting Pepper and the world and everyone. And Mm -hmm. so now he's put in a situation where he has to rely on himself. For the most part, and not his cool weapons and toys. Since I felt Age that was a nice. Oh, because
1: <laughs> literally, that happens again in Age of Ultron.
0: <laughs> but which one of the? But which one of these would? But like Age of Ultron, yes, that happens again in Age of Ultron. Uh-huh. But Age of Ultron has a ton of other stuff going on in it. So true, but that's least... still
1: Tony's arc in Age of Ultron. <laughs> That's the exact same arc. That's exactly my point. You can throw this movie away and you still understand that he went through that journey. Because there's there's even a throwaway line in Age of Ultron when he's talking about, um, like when Nick Fury comes to talk to him and he was, you know, he's talking about the suit of armor and everything. Like his whole reason for building Ultron. Also, just throwing it out there, if you go from the Avengers straight to Age of Ultron and you skip Iron Man 3 it actually makes more sense
0: <laughs> it actually I mean, does. Yeah, because yeah. you're
1: re-watching him have that exact same uh, the same story arc he has in Iron Man 3 he has all over again in Age of Ultron so it kind of makes you think like did he learn nothing because that like that's the whole reason why he created the Ultron suit so it actually makes more sense to watch him create Ultron if you think, like the last time you saw him, he was up in the sky and he's having the flashbacks, and now you're getting the okay. This is like his PTSD, as opposed to oh, he solved that, he's over it, he's moved on, he doesn't need the suit anymore. And then the next time you see him, he's literally in a brand new suit. <laughs> so I mean, it- the very first frame of Age of Ultron yeah, is it- Tony Stark in a suit. <laughs> so yeah, and he I do away everything that happened in Iron Man Three. Yeah.
0: Which is unfortunate. Like, I actually just remembered I saw something. I remember when, I think it was like a week before Iron Man 3 came out, Joss Whedon had, apparently, I thought was, Joss Whedon had seen it before the rest of us, and apparently he was freaking out or something.
1: Because they saw that it was the identical plot points for Tony? <laughs> like, his story arc is the exact same.
0: I would, yeah. So I think from, a, exactly. from so yeah, from Tony's, yeah, so from Tony's, arc yes it is it is repetitive outside of that i think the performances in it regard regardless of the repetitiveness of the arc i think the performances in it have a lot more energy to them than iron man 2 did i think the action sequences are very creative and pretty and like pretty tense they play so it, you know, like the it's just like action violence throughout or whatever on the box, but I never felt, maybe a little bit in the climax, but until the very end, I never felt like the movie was overloading it with the action. It always had like a strong plot reason to be occurring.
1: I agree as far as reasons for the action, but I don't agree that they were intense because this movie is one of the worst in Marvel for the whole undercutting tension with comedy.
0: Okay, so yeah, like I was gonna... every
1: single action scene before something happens, he cuts a joke.
0: Yeah, and that's and I definitely I definitely know it's that like and again I gotta like that's Shane Black's writing style. Like he's very Which isn't
1: great. <laughs> it's not good.
0: No, I think that's I think that a lot of the humor works in the movie, but there are a few places where it it doesn't. Like the jokes for me that really doesn't work is is the one where like he's chained up to the he's chained up to the wall. He's chained up to the bed spring and he's like putting his hands up to make the suit come to him. And he's like, okay, five, four, three. And I'm like, that joke died. That was, that was the joke with it when I was like, okay, that, that doesn't work.
1: Also, I think that scene was another missed opportunity because they could have shown how different he is from other like traditional superheroes. Because in that scene, they totally just glossed over the main difference between he and Captain America or, say, he and DC's Superman. Mm -hmm. He threatened to kill the guy, because he was like, "You." when the guy smashed the the watch, he goes, you die first. And I'm like, right Mm -hmm. there! You should have done more of an exploration of, like, Tony Stark is not the nice guy. That I mean, would have been more... That I think that would have been far more interesting than cracking a joke. Like, lean into... He threatened to kill the dude, and then he kills the dude. It's like, yeah, he's he's got a little bit of Punisher vibe going. He's not Mr. Nice Guy. And then that plays even better when you get to Civil War.
0: And I think that... The, I, and I think that the reason why they didn't do that was because, like, the movie... The movie at this... The movie wants us to it believes that we like tony stark which i i do i mean he's a he's but it an tries asshole, so I,
1: hard to make him a dick though like every i mean no, line no he, he says he's an asshole
0: yeah i do think that he yeah i could i understand that like there are sometimes the way that he the way that his lines are phrased sound a little bit more like witty quips than like more natural sounding but in the in the larger scale of it, I like the idea that they're at least to me it seems like they are you know they're doing kind of like a dark mirror saying holding him up to Aldrich Killian. I like how they're implying like Kill, Killian is like like the dark version of him because they're like they're basically the same guy. They're you know they're rich. They're really good with technology. Only Tony decided to use his for good, where Killian wants to use it for profit and other evil doings. See,
1: okay. So you think that the Mandarin twist was good?
0: Yes. Why? And I thought it was good because it's A, it was the first time I saw the movie, it was I didn't see that coming at all. B, I think that making Killian kind of the dark mirror of Tony Stark is it it's it makes him an interesting character you know kind of like the Riddler and Batman Forever but done better peer. And I feel like he wants to like he's very jealous of Tony Stark's success which is why he wants to be he wants to use the technology for his own gains and to get Pepper which is just creepy don't steal another guy's girlfriend but I mean Mm-hmm.
1: so i didn't like the mandarin twist okay um for one because you know in the comics the mandarin is an actual character yeah um, but two i just don't think it was handled well in this movie so what i personally would have done is instead of have the twist be there is no mandarin it was killing it all along i would have not introduced the mandarin at all i would have had tony stark be going one-on-one with with the 10 rings, which is a callback to the first iron man, because they're the ones who created him. They're the ones who kidnapped him in the first place. Um, So it would have been a nice in universe callback because like I said, they're, they're the ones who originally came after him, but also in the comics, the Mandarin is the head of the 10 rings. Mm -hmm. I would have had the the twist be that the, that there is a Mandarin. Mm -hmm. And that would have been revealed like maybe halfway or maybe at the end So, like, Tony doesn't know anything about the Mandarin. He just thinks he's going up against this Ten Rings organization. And then in the end or, like, halfway through, you discover, like, oh, there is, like, there's a Mandarin. The Mandarin is who's behind all of this. The Mandarin was behind the kidnapping in the first place. So now you have this, like, like, scepter kind of thing where it's, like, you know like how is tony tony thinks he's this brilliant genius but he's being played the whole time
0: right that would have been
1: that would have worked better on the introspection angle
0: i mean i think that it's i think the the other reason why they did the twist is i feel like they're trying to comment about like the way that they the the way that things are perceived, like the way that things are perceived in the media, like you you can show somebody an image or a video of something. And if you are convincing enough, then they'll believe you, even if it's false. I don't think it goes really as deep into that as it should, if that's the angle they wanted to, but that was what I think they were attempting to go for. I think
1: Shane Black was pulling a Ryan Johnson and was trying to, subvert expectations and also disney is like we can't actually have a a chinese bad guy because then we can't make any money in china and there's the second largest market outside the u.s
0: (laughs) i mean yeah there's definitely he's he's definitely doing a ryan johnson with this like the entire I, i would argue the entire movie from the tone to the style of the humor is a it's supposed to be like a satire of an MCU movie, you know, and it wor- It works for some people; it doesn't for others. But I think that's what he is trying to do. It's like make and make a big satire of what we think these things are supposed to be. Yeah, it. Uh... I mean, it, it, and again, like I've, yeah. I'm, fr- I'm friends with people who like it. I'm friends with people who don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are arguments on both sides. I think that it something that he does not hear that i absolutely think was a missed opportunity though and wish that it would have been canonized i think pepper potts having the extremist powers is really cool and i hate that they take him away at the end you see again everything that
1: happens in the movie is undone by the end of the movie so what was the point of the movie she gets the extremist powers and you're like okay well i guess pepper's a superhero nope she, he took that away. Now she's fixed. Okay, yeah, that that so, was I guess that's over now.
0: <laughs> oh no. Do you say oh no, you say like you don't you don't like the twist now? I know the I read somewhere like the original, originally like an early draft of strips, the the Mandarin twist was going to be that Rebecca Hall was the Mandarin the whole time, but they said they decided not to do that because, and I kid you not, they were afraid that a female Mandarin wouldn't sell enough toys.
1: Um, that's stupid. Here's my thing if they okay, so because they can't have the Chinese villain, because you know, you can't have it, you like literally China will not play an American movie with a Chinese villain. No. So, too bad there aren't any other countries in Asia Ugh. that this character could have been from. I get it, it's called the Mandarin, but my point is you don't have to immediately whitewash it. You can go to literally any other Asian culture and be like, boom, oh, that's the villain. <laughs> Just like, why not make the Mandarin like Vietnamese or Korean or. Japanese or Indian. There are so many countries in Asia.
0: Yeah. And again, I think I would also say, like, I think Iron Man 3, again, probably more than any movie in the MCU, is it's very much of its time in every aspect. It's of its time in the way that it views, like, the way that it portrays, like, the terrorists. It's of its time Mm -hmm. in that you have a character that's originally one race. And we switched it to a white guy. It's Mm -hmm. of its time in the way that the the women are kind of portrayed and utilized in the plot. Again, I like the I really like that Pepper has a more central role in the action this time. She has a central role in literally one scene.
1: All the other scenes, she's damsel in distress. She's just like, oh. And that's it. Like the only scene that she has a she's good at the end oh and technically you can say in the beginning but that wasn't her she was just in the suit it was the suit that was protecting tony
0: well no i like the suit it. just Wait. grabbed
1: her first to protect her and then the suit went and
0: protected tony
1: so tech so i don't even count that scene because she was just like taken by the suit
0: well no, um, not, not even that it's like what i mean is i like that i feel like in the previous two she was very much just you know, like on the side like she would just be there to It's like, Tony, please be okay, and don't do this to yourself. Because she's a
1: side character. (laughs) She's supposed to be, just like Happy. They're not supposed to be part of the action. They're side characters. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm just saying this movie took it a step further and was like, hey, we know how she was a side character before. Now we're going to ramp her up to damsel in distress. But it's okay. We'll give her literally one kick-ass scene that is completely out of context for the entire movie. Because there's no, like, she just does all this kick ass stuff. She has no training in any of this stuff. She just got the injection, and now all of a sudden, she's like Wonder Woman. But then immediately, she's like, oh, that was violent. R- Seriously? You just yeah, destroyed that, an Iron that, Man yeah, suit with one was, punch.
0: Yeah, and it's also kind of it's also kinda like, it, I, I was also wondering, like, that she's always, like, do all of the. Do all the ladies that get the extremis suit get into the, like the black track bra thing? Uh, so are we even gonna Mike? talk
1: about the fact that if the extremis makes you hotter than a lightsaber, oh. you would
0: not be able to wear clothes? Well, that PG thirteen rating said no.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, how ridiculous is it that they're literally burning through steel, but yeah, their yeah, are I fine?
0: Did, yeah, I did. <laughs> I I did. I was la- I was laughing at that like, again. There's a scene in the scene in the diner where the where the red-headed the red-haired lady is like burning her entire body and then the I've dated chicks harder than you which I just kind of groaned at it was like wait so they're making special extremist clothes now
1: exactly oh no and they gave Pepper them too because yeah
0: again I I, did, I, I was just focused on like why does Pepper have to be in like Pepper is in the, the black track bra for like the entire third act of the movie
1: well because Gwyneth which, Paltrow and her goop products are have yeah. to show off something yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> was that even with was goop was, was she was oh yeah that was when she was starting it up I mean yeah it, it felt so yeah it felt weird to me like you set this person up as kind of like a a relatively strong side character but now you're just going to have her in this like you know good looking yes but I know really, like kind of you know, revealing outfit for the entire. It's kind of like Leia, the slave Leia thing in episode six.
1: Yeah, the term you're looking for is sexist,
0: because yeah. Tony
1: was clothed from head to toe, no matter what, the whole time.
0: Yeah, and it, and again, I have to, I have to attribute that to Shane Black's style, which I don't, which again, you know, I don't, I don't agree with. The way that Shane Black writes some of his stuff, or the way that he seems to view certain groups, like women, yeah, women. (laughs) If you're a woman in a Shane Black movie, you're
1: not gonna. Uh It's not gonna be
0: great. I'm not saying like none of what you've said is wrong. Like I admit, the movie has a lot of flaws. For me, I look at it primarily as just like as a like a fun popcorn thing it's a, i think it's i think the action is good i like the humor in it even though his arc is repeated later i think in the in this movie itself his arc about learning to, to be more self-reliant than honest technology works mm-hmm. um, in
1: this i movie, also he's like actually have, the most self-reliant though i also he, like
0: how don sheedle is using here like in the other like in iron man 2 he was trying to do an impression of Terrence Howard, which I didn't think worked that great. In this one onward, I feel like Don Cheadle just like he made the character his own. He was he was putting his own spin on it, and I and I think that he did a really great job at doing that.
1: I actually preferred Terrence Howard, but that's oh. like I can I can guarantee that that's fine. But that actually has more to do with Terrence Howard. Than it does with the actual, or not Terrence Howard, with Don Cheadle, his his performance, than it does with the film itself. Um, But as far as how they used him, I get, so in Iron Man 2, remember Mm -hmm. when Black Widow was talking to Tony when he was in the suit, when they came down from Randy's Donuts? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mm -hmm. she mentions the the protocol that he has that makes it so, because remember when, when Nick Fury was like, your boy stole your suit. And yeah,
0: they point point out how dumb it is that Iron Man would let somebody just take his stuff and waltz. And I mean, he was drunk at the the time, but still.
1: And then, and what does Black Widow say? There are certain redundancies that make it so that only Tony, Rhodey and Pepper can power a suit, can or can control a suit at all. Now, yeah. another thing that happens in that movie is Anton Vanko, he ends up um, basically hacking into his technology and yeah. controlling all of the suits, including Rhodey's suit. Remember?
0: Yeah, I do. I, that, the climax of that movie, the entire third act of Iron Man 2, I, I hate because it's like I've literally seen children's cartoons with this exact same, that exact same finale.
1: Okay. But so, but that, that's what happens, right? So yeah. Anton Vankin gets into a suit and then <laughs> Black Widow has to hack in to give Rhodey control back. Right? Right. Okay. Now what is one thing that we know about Tony Stark after Iron Man, after Iron Man two, we even learned it after the Avengers. Every time you see Tony, every, you don't even have to see Tony because in Captain America, Winter Soldier, we don't even see Tony. But the next time we see the helicarrier, what's happened? Tony, just from being on it, makes improvements. Anytime something happens, he makes improvements. Remember in Iron Man 1, he goes up too high. He's like, oh, got to fix that. He makes improvements. Anytime he sees an issue, he can't stop. This movie even goes so far as to be like, yeah, he stays up late night tinkering. What is he doing? He's fucking with the suits. He's making improvements. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then- How in perfect Hell were they able to easily hack into the Iron Patriot suit? Because he would have stopped that immediately after Iron Man 3, making it so that nobody could get in except for the three people designed to get in. Which, by the way, we were already told the suits were like that. And after seeing Banco and Black Widow get in, you know he would have locked that shit down.
0: Well, they... When they hack into his suit, they basically they start like sawing it off and kind of get it and like getting into it. No,
1: no, no. I don't mean physically hack. I mean, after they get Rhodey out of it, which, by Mm -hmm. the way, I'll get into the whole why they shouldn't have been able to do that. But for now, after they get Rhodey out of it, remember, the extremist guy gets in it and the suit closes around him. It never should have done that in the first place. And then he's able to fly it away and get on the plane never should have been able to use it. Then after he gets out of the suit, they put the president in the suit. And then remember the president's in the suit, but he's not controlling it. They're controlling it. And they send him to the ship where, uh, where Killian is.
0: Yeah. They were able
1: to hack into the technology to use the suit. There's no way Tony would have allowed that to happen after Iron Man 2.
0: Yes, you are correct. the, the third act of this movie, from a, like, should this make sense standpoint, absolutely, it does not, given the information we we know. I think at that point, the movie's just, like, big spectacle time.
1: Yeah, and, but the problem is, like, so that's the problem I had with um, with The Last Jedi. It's, like, it's not all about the cool visuals for me. Yeah. You gotta stay in canon. Oh, and no. This and movie, I, like, I totally the- breaks canon.
0: Yeah, and I had I had that problem with the Last Jedi because it seemed to uh, where thi- where Iron Man three seems just to be made by a guy that either forgot about pre established canon or just had not watched the other ones, which I, either of which I believe is a big possibility. I had a bigger problem with the breaking of canon in the Last Jedi because it felt like Ryan Johnson knew. That stuff was in there and he decided to do it just to mess with the audience, which it it comes off as like, I am purposefully screwing with this because I know it will make you mad. This movie doesn't have, a Iron Man 3 doesn't feel like it's, other than the Mandarin thing. It yeah,
1: I was gonna say the Mandarin thing. No, no
0: no, 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 no no, 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 the Mandarin, the Mandarin thing. Like, I remember like, I watched the trailer right before I got on here, and man, I forgot how much they marketed this. It's like Iron Man versus the Mandarin.
1: Exactly.
0: And so, it's very like. So yeah, I, I am very sympathetic to people that hate that twist. I don't. I think that it again. It, they brought in a guy that is known for like subverting expectations in crazy ways more than anything else. So they hopefully they knew that that's what they were going to get when they hired him.
1: That's another thing that doesn't make sense to me because Kevin Feige is he's so on topic with everything. Like,
0: yeah, like he's normally, every single he thing is planned out ahead of, of time. Was he um, in? Was he in charge at that point, or was he still like having to go through Pearl Mutter to talk to Disney at that in 2013? Was he, he was, like the head guy at that point?
1: He wasn't the head guy yet, but he was still. So he he had his plan. He wasn't um he wasn't the head yet. Mm. Uh, he still had to deal with Pearl Mutter, which is just an issue. Oh yeah, um, I, 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 I found think out. He, he had to deal with Pearl Mutter right up until Black uh, Black Panther.
0: Oh really? That's how long it lasted.
1: Yeah, at least the like the plant, not necessarily yeah. coming out, but like the um, like pre-production. we're gonna
0: make the yeah. I know, I know that Pro made it very, very difficult to do a lot of things, and I'm happy that he is no longer with the films. Yeah, instead just given ruined know.
1: the TV shows. The Agents of Shield was my favorite TV show, oh. and now I didn't even watch the last season. I was like, oh, this I'm is in now the- crap.
0: I'm in the middle of season four right now and I'm like, I'm liking it. So I'm liking it so far. I feel like every season, the show like kind of better. Yeah. It's trying to revamp. Like every season, the show is trying to revamp itself in some way, which I, which I do like. Cause it took me like a year and a half to get through the first season because it took a long time for things to happen. Yeah. And then, yeah, each season improved. I thought. I think so too.
1: But then that ends after season five. The oh, end of really. season five, like, when you come back for season six, you're like, this is not, it goes, oh. it tries to reinvent itself so much that to me, it's not the same show.
0: Oh, that, and then that's
1: the last season, season seven, I was just like, don't care. I'm out.
0: I mean, <laughs> so I was just yeah, like, yeah. And no. I do have to, I don't know. It's a, it's a show that I enjoy. Like, I enjoy like doing binge sessions of it. So it's like, oh yeah, I haven't watched this in a few months. I'll remember just, so I'll just do like episode pods i guess i'll call them <laughs> it's like uh, okay I, I i remember what's happening here mostly again i i think that every criticism that you have of iron man 3 is absolutely correct i think <laughs> that it no really like it it is it does break logic continuity it does tony Stark goes through the same arc again and again despite that i enjoy it on its own terms as like just an action thriller with humor in there. Comedy is ve- comedy probably more than anything is subjective. So if the humor doesn't work for somebody, I totally get it.
1: I actually, so that's a, the weird thing. I think the humor worked like the jokes landed with me. Mm-hmm. It was just, I couldn't like, there was so much cannon breaking. I couldn't do it. Okay, There's too much. If there yeah. was like one or two things here or there, like if they like literally if there were like one or two things, I'd be like, okay, well, that part doesn't make sense, but whatever you know move on. but it's like every other scene it's like, wait, that can't know and then we already know that that shouldn't and no what are you doing? why is it like all over the place and I'm like, stop it I
0: mean we, uh, we we at least know that Shane Black watched the first movie because Yinsen cameos for like five seconds.
1: See, that's exactly my point. You just hinted at what I was thinking when I finished seeing when I finished watching this movie the first time. I thought, did the writers even watch the other Iron Man movies? Did they know what's going on? Because if I feel like they were just like, hey, here's this character, Iron Man, and somebody explained the character to them, and then they just wrote what they thought was a cool like basically they got like a cliff's notes of iron man and iron man two and they were like oh i'll just write this and they didn't bother to like check that you know those certain things can't happen you know like for example remember i said i was going to go back to um the fact that they shouldn't have right, been able to yeah. get him out of the suit okay mm-hmm. so tony start suit can go to space right which is Super cold, <laughs> okay? Originally, yeah. in, like in Iron Man 1, he couldn't leave the atmosphere because it was too cold and he froze over. He yeah. has improved. In, in the Avengers, he has improved so well, he can go all the way to space and he can withstand space. On top of that, multiple times, we have seen his suit be fired upon in Iron Man. The very first one, Mach 1, had flamethrowers and yeah. he walked right through it. They shot missiles at him. The missiles blew up. He walked right through it. Yeah. So since we've seen bombs explode and him walk right through it, we know that his suit can withstand space. It can actually Mm. leave the Earth's atmosphere and withstand space and withstand reentry, which is hot as shit, okay? I mean- How can somebody's hand get hot enough to open the suit? It should be able to withstand that.
0: it, it, It should- it, it doesn't, again, again, I think that... Exactly, that doesn't the, make know, sense. You know, I will be honest, I'll say the, the third act of this movie was my least favorite part of it because I really enjoyed up to the Mandarin reveal. I, I liked that it, again, it's the subversion, but, you know, I think they get some good humor out of it. But yeah, this, this final 20 minutes where they're on the boat, I really do like the visuals of it, but it it doesn't really it doesn't really connect with his character arc of learning to rely on himself.
1: See, I think he, that arc that uses- you're talking about works better in Spider-Man far in Spider-Man Homecoming. That's a better arc that's the exact same arc that Peter goes through of remember when he, when Tony yeah. says if you're nothing without the suit you know, that's the same thing. And I think it's better because at the end of that, he doesn't throw away Spider-Man. He's still Spider-Man. He just learns that he is Spider-Man. Just like Tony says, like, I am Iron Man. The, oh, man. Basically, this movie was trying to be like, Iron Man's superpower is his genius. And it should have leaned yeah. into that more. But instead, it's he still relied on his suits to save him at the end, except for when, extreme, when you know, extremist Girl saves him at the last mm-hmm. second. Yeah. Which... also when she blows him up again the suit exploding was a huge explosion and killian walked through that why do we believe he's dead now like why if he can like there's so many times when things explode and these characters just get up and keep walking so what's the degree (coughs) at which they die also he's a genius they're on (coughs) the ocean extremis is extremely hot right yeah why not try to drown him or try to cool I, him off, like try to like over freeze him, something like that. I don't, you not, don't fight fire with fire, you fight maybe fire with something because, that freezes fire.
0: Maybe because they've somebody put it in Shane Black's ear, hey, um he defeated the first bad guy ever by freezing him, so you can't do that again.
1: But he didn't defeat him that way. That was just a mechanism he used. Because remember, they fought they fought on the roof after yeah. he did that.
0: Yeah, he, and then he actually
1: away. he defeated Obadiah by using his brain. Because remember, his suit had malfunctioned at that point. He was just rolling mm-hmm. around in it. He had to. He had to use his mind to be like, "Hey, Pepper, short circuit the roof." Mm-hmm. That's how he defeated Obadiah. The, Iron Man One is a better movie for what you're talking about
0: <laughs> for uh, the whole
1: plot of like he's got to learn to be without the
0: suit. <laughs> God, I'm. Oh, good lord, I'm. This is. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, I think that. I think that this is. This was made to, again, to subvert. I don't, I don't know if Shane Black had ever read an Iron Man comic book or seen an Iron Man movie before. I think he wanted to make a, a funny action thriller, which is what he makes a lot of the time. I, mean,
1: I think I think Shane Black read the original Iron Man comics, mm-hmm. but the problem is the MCU is not based on the original comics. The MCU is based on the alternate universe. He didn't read any of that because in the alternate universe, he has, or the ultimate, sorry. Um, He has the arc reactor in his heart. Originally the Iron Man suit was like, it was a suit and it was powered by a battery. So he had it hooked up like a car battery, kind of like Shane Black has him do in this movie, which by the way, why the hell does the Iron Man suit need to be powered when it's powered by the arc reactor that's in his chest like in all the other movies? How does he run out of power? Okay? It doesn't make any sense. He's got to be powered down for a while? Why? He's got the arc reactor in his chest. It doesn't
0: make sense. This is going to make me sound really bad, but I I wish I had noticed how dumb all this was together. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I think I broke you.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, ah, oh God. I'm I, I'm sorry. People must think I'm an idiot for not noticing all of this. If it uh, makes you feel
1: any better, I just think this way. Oh so. well, no. Well, no.
0: And the, what what's what I'm bumping my when I'm like banging my head about is I'm normally the guy that gets on to stuff for like breaking continuity and character motivation and stuff like that. Or like previously established canon. Like I'm like I'm into that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I'm scratching my head trying to think why all this stuff didn't bother me. Or like it might just be I like it for the spectacle and nothing else. Like the spectacle and the humor. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was think I was thinking about when I was watching it last night, I was thinking about only in terms of like the movie by itself, not in the larger universe. Oh, okay. Yeah, like that that's where my head you know what that's why that's where my headspace is at. Like I wasn't thinking about like Ultron or the yeah, really as a movie by itself, I really do enjoy it. I like the action, I like the arc that he goes through. As a larger connecting point of the Marvel universe, though, yeah, it is not it's like the awkward uncle that people don't want to show up to the Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, um, okay now I'm trying to think so you you've just made me like reframe how I'm thinking okay so before I was thinking like because originally we were talking about how you thought it was one of the best of the MCU I thought it was one of the worst of the MCU okay so now I'm trying to reframe to think of how it breaks its own canon within itself because it does that too (laughs) to to what degree
0: because I agree with you like in terms of like the larger universe of it right it it's like, oh, oh my god, like what the what did you do? But like there are movies that break their own logic where I can let it go because you know, like that that happens sometimes, but what degree like what how severely does this break its own logic like within itself, only within the story it is telling individually?
1: Well, for one, we can go back to the, the party protocol because mm-hmm. within the movie he gives he's like we're supposed to be on lockdown and yet they're able to blow everything up and then at the end of the movie he's got the the house party protocol why didn't you do that in the beginning probably because that's just a within the movie thing like within yeah. this movie he yeah. should have done that to save the house
0: again my, my my defenses are if he did that there wouldn't be a movie and also <laughs> and also at that point in the movie like Rebecca Hall shows up and is knocking on his door, and Pepper's you kind know, of like getting on to him, and so he's in a he's in a very stressed out headspace.
1: Okay, so at that moment, Pepper control. is actually being normal because oh, he just went on television and gave a terrorist his address, and she's <laughs> leaving. So if you yeah. think about it like a normal person, Pepper's like, "I'm out of here" yeah. because that's stupid.
0: Oh yeah, no, she's that, being
1: I, normal in that moment. Oh no,
0: oh no, I I agree. Like Pepper, Pepper is acting like you know. I would act in a situation if my girlfriend or boyfriend, if I went that way, was giving their address to terrorists too. But I think, again, I think he's in a, there's a lot of stuff going on at once at that time. And so he might not be, th- he wasn't he probably wasn't thinking about that he had that. That doesn't mean it's not stupid they didn't use it, mm-hmm. but at least it's like your girlfriend leaving you and your ex-girlfriend coming up and you're about to go off to Tennessee to figure out you know, what the bad guy's plan is, all of that together might keep the house party protocol like kind of down low on your priority list. Jarvis
1: is AI and tends to suggest the wisest course of action at all times. Jarvis could have suggested, because remember at the end, he just says, hey, Jarvis, you know what time it is? And Jarvis is like, yes, sir. Why didn't Jarvis go, um, incoming? That's another thing. Jarvis didn't warn him see now i'm thinking of more stuff jarvis should have seen the helicopters and been like there are heat-seeking missiles on those helicopters (laughs) sir time to deploy the house like you've got ai protecting you (laughs)
0: Uh. oh
1: it's in the movie in canon (laughs) just sticking to this one movie
0: yeah again there's a lot of because the plot has to move forward that goes on here Mm-hmm. Again that's not Yeah, th- that's not There's like no a... way
1: she should have been able to get to the door He even says that he was like Why are we on doorbell ringing She should not have been able to get to Because like in Malibu yeah, like yeah. before you can get to the house You yeah. have to go Like about a mile damn near Just to get to the front door yeah, She should I have been it. stopped at the entrance A mile before the front door That's why he's but, like why is she driving in
0: Yeah, How'd she get, get, up to,
1: how'd she get through the gate
0: Yeah it's
1: a throwaway line of how did she get here doesn't well, answer the question yeah
0: and yeah <laughs> and what bother and what bothered what did bother me about it was like you have a throwaway line about like pointing out how ridiculous it is that somebody can you know even get up there when you're supposed to be on lockdown but you but don't then you have don't explain
1: a, it exactly
0: yeah again i think that he I think that Shane Bai was like, I just want to make an action movie with robots in it. And <laughs> this Iron Man guy is popular right now, and people are scared of terrorists, so we can put some of that in there. He
1: should have done... Uh, what's the one with the, the robots and the, the kaiju?
0: Uh, God, that is uh Godzilla. Or no, Pacific Rim. No,
1: not Pacific Rim. Yeah, he should have done Pacific Rim. Would have been perfect. Would have been great. Oh no,
0: you know what? It, it, if he had done Pacific Rim, then I would have been able to see what the hell was going on in the action scenes. Pacific Rim is a movie. I like the second one as a big dumb cartoon, and I like I enjoy the action. The first movie I watched, I was like, I like some of this, but I cannot see anything because he chose to shoot it all at night in the blistering rain <laughs> in the dark. Like Speaking Guillermo. Cartoons, I'm sure like, oh, well, like well, I'm only like in the second one, the oh, okay. uprising. I thought that was like a live-action cartoon. That's how I viewed that. The first one, I was like, the world building here is good. The monster designs are cool when I can see them. <laughs> the the characters I'm like whatever. But but yeah, I have problems with specific rim just in terms of like what it doesn't know what it wants to be does it want to take itself seriously or be a dumb fun monster basher i'd be fine with both but i'd be fine with either but doing both did not work
1: hmm. so i feel like we're swapped on pacific rim and iron man 3 because i'm like oh. eh,
0: it's just a popcorn movie like yeah i liked it it's fine well, i didn't love it but i liked it yeah i mean it's it was fun. it's fun i wanted to I wanted to enjoy it. I, I really like the way it just opens up and tells you this is a giant monster fighting robot movie. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't see any of it. <laughs> like, damn it. Like, I can't see any of this cool monster stuff. And you keep cutting and it's not close enough. Okay, so speaking of seeing,
1: yeah. what would it have been better to, throughout the movie, see him in a different Iron Man Suit.
0: yeah i did yeah i got a little i did get a little bit tired of seeing like that i mean it, it, it looks good but it's like again by virtue of the plot he that's the only suit he has available at that point why again he's
1: tony stark at one yeah. point he has all the suits come to him obviously the technology was there the entire time so again why
0: yeah but,
1: they even make a big deal out of when they're on that boat the only suit who can have is this one but then 20 minutes later literally all suits are exactly where he <laughs> is so if he's in touch with jarvis when he's on the boat why can't he be like jarvis send this suit send that suit send red snapper send it he's got 41 other suits that all well for, are well in.
0: there well there is a period for a while where i get, it's dumb still within in the movie's logic his suit like, his suit is charging. So he's not going to be able to call the other 41 suits that he has for a while. The point where he's, like, yeah, on but the boat. He's, he's
1: not tied to Jarvis just through the suit. Remember he has that earpiece? Because remember at yeah, the very the, end of the movie, earpiece. he knocks the earpiece out and he can't call Jarvis?
0: Yeah. The, he had the, that the, earpiece the, the, when
1: he was on the boat. That's what connects him to Jarvis. Jarvis yeah, no, is I, just AI and it's in all the suits.
0: Yeah, so no, why no, can't see, he
1: call any of the other suits to him? Which he eventually does at
0: the end because they have to get a cool scene of him flying <laughs> him people on the airplane. That's a, like, <laughs> well, no. Like, my thing is like, I don't like the headset thing, how they first use it. Like, I, you said, like the movie makes him into a dick. Mm-hmm. I think the worst move that he makes, like, and I don't, I get it. It's to make a point about like he's obsessed with a suit. I do not like that he is so self-absorbed that he's like, that he sends his robot suit up there to greet Pepper on their date night while he's just downstairs. That was the one moment where it was like, okay, that's a bit too much.
1: Actually, I find that to be probably the most in character for him. Because
0: I that, that him. I mean, that, I don't know, that to me was like, I mean, it's in character, yeah, but it paints him in a light where I'm like, I. It doesn't paint him in the light where I like him very much at that point.
1: He's not that likable of a character. He's a billionaire and he's an asshole. All right. Well, thank you. I'm gonna go ahead and end it here. Thanks for coming on and being easily swayed.
0: <laughs> uh...
1: So, where can everybody find you?
0: Uh, You can find me, my name is Kevin the Critic. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, at Kevin underscore the Critic, and Instagram, Kevin the Critic, all one word. I have a film review blog where I post, you know, full written reviews. I do blurbs. I take review requests, you know, all that. So you can check me out there. Cool. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for being here and, Having your mind changed, uh, <laughs> Iron Man three. Uh, Here's I, the fun part for me. Okay, yeah. so after this conversation, the next time you watch the MCU in order, when you get to Iron Man three, uh, <laughs> all of this is going to be on your in your mind.
0: Uh, it, it is. It's its going I feel like I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna become one of those angry people. Like I don't even read the comics, but I know this is wrong. <laughs> work here is done oh
1: (laughs) if you like this episode do us a favor if you're listening through apple give us five star rating or any other app drop us a like and don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear new episodes when they come out thanks